to Sinister Sisters. I'm Kat, and today I am flying solo as my co-host Shrimp has lost her voice. And so she won't be joining us today because, well, you wouldn't be able to hear her, and that's really the point of an audio platform, isn't it? <laughs> um, so if you're new here, we post episodes twice a week on Soapbox Sundays, which is what you are listening to now. And on those episodes, we cover a variety of topics sort of loosely based around interesting people and other sort of interesting facets of humanity. We also post episodes on Tuesdays focusing on true crimes. And this season, our true crime cases are um, around pairs of murderers. So um, the devious duos season is what we're calling it. So if you like what you see here, please follow us on Instagram at SinisterSisters.podcast, on TikTok and YouTube at SinisterSistersPodcast. You can send us emails at SinisterSistersPod at gmail.com. Um, and we also have case request forms in the various bios and description boxes where, where you can request cases that you would be interested in us covering either for true crime or soapbox episodes. So yeah, check us out on our Instagram. We'll also have a case file for this particular episode with some sort of supplementary items, photos, videos, things like that, that you can check out. Um, and those will also be included in the YouTube videos. So if you're watching that version, um, you'll see those supplementary items up on the screen as I'm talking. Okay, so on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Church of Scientology. So a couple of content warnings for you today. We are going to be talking briefly about murder. Not terribly graphic or detailed, but it is in there. And generally kind of mistreatment of individuals. Um, and we will be talking about mental health as well. So if those are topics that you're not feeling comfy with today, please feel free to click off come back and check us out some other time, um, we'll be here. <laughs> so the Church of Scientology is a religious organization that was founded in the 1950s by science fiction author L. Ron Hubbard. It has a really long history of controversy, including accusations of fraud, abuse, and exploitation of its members. So today we'll explore the history of the Church of Scientology and some of the major controversies that surround it. So first of all, we'll talk a little bit about the background of the church and how it came to be. So the Church of Scientology was founded in 1952, as I said, by L. Ron Hubbard. He was born in 1911 in Tilden, Nebraska, and grew up in Helena, Montana. Hubbard had a diverse background and worked as a writer, explorer, and naval officer before he founded the Church of Scientology. Hubbard claimed that the principles of Scientology were based on his research into the nature of the human soul, and he developed a system of beliefs and practices that were called Dianetics. According to Hubbard, Dianetics could help people overcome their psychological problems and help them achieve a state of clear. And so clear just essentially means a state in which they were free from negative emotions and psychological issues. A basic idea in Dianetics is that the mind consists of two parts, 
So the analytical mind and the reactive mind. The reactive mind operates when a person is physically unconscious and it acts as like a record of things like shock, trauma, pain and other harmful memories. Experiences such as these are stored in the reactive mind and are dubbed engrams. Engrams are essentially a collection of mental image pictures in which the recorded experience of past moments, including all sensory perceptions and feelings involved. And so these can range from prenatal experiences, experiences from infancy and childhood, even traumatic feelings associated with um, things that happen in past lives. Hubbard claimed that these engrams are the cause of almost all psychological and physical problems. In addition to physical pain, engrams could include words or phrases that were spoken in the vicinity while a patient was unconscious. Hubbard claimed that leukemia is traceable to an engram containing the phrase, quote, it turns my blood to water. Dianetics was first presented as a psychotherapy that focused on recalling an individual's past experiences. In a form of counseling that Hubbard called auditing, auditors would attempt to wash away the emotional burdens associated with their engrams, and as such were supposed to cure people from their troubles. Eventually, psychologists and psychiatrists began to doubt the validity of Dianetics and sort of publicly shame or publicly kind of shun this um, form of counseling and, you know, form of thinking about the the human psyche. So, In January of 1951, the New Jersey Board of Medical Examiners began legal proceedings against the Hubbard Dianetic Research Foundation for teaching medicine without a license, which eventually led to the foundation's bankruptcy. In December of 1952, the Hubbard Dianetic Foundation filed for bankruptcy, and then Hubbard lost control of the Dianetics trademark and copyrights to a financier named Don Purcell. Eventually, he was able to get back the um, the trademark and the copyright information, but it kind of left a bad taste in his mouth. And so in April of 1953, Hubbard wrote a letter proposing that Scientology should be transformed into a religion. Hubbard outlined plans for setting up a chain of spiritual guidance centers that would charge customers $500 for 24 hours of auditing. Of this plan, Hubbard said, quote, That is real money. Charge enough and we'd be swamped. So it seems that the aim of Scientology, sort of from the jump, was to make money. Um, we'll get into that. <laughs> In December of 1953, Hubbard incorporated three organizations, the Church of American Science, the Church of Scientology, and the Church of Spiritual Engineering in Camden, New Jersey. On February 18th of 1954, with Hubbard's blessing, some of his followers set up the first local Church of Scientology, the Church of Scientology of California. During this period, the organization grew pretty extensively into Australia, New Zealand, France, the UK, and you know, elsewhere around the globe. Um, it, they did see a really large peak in their membership, um, which has since dropped. So in 2008, 
it was found that there were about 25,000 Scientology followers in the United States. And then 2021 census data indicates that there were about 1,800 followers in England, 1,400 in Canada, and about 1,600 in Australia. So not a super huge organization by any means comparative to other religions. Um, you know, Catholicism <laughs> is massive, but um, definitely a large number of followers in many countries, especially the U.S. So Scientology teaches that a human is an immortal spiritual being that is known as the Thetan, that resides in a physical body and has had many past lives. Some Scientology texts are only revealed to members or followers that have spent more than $200,000 in the organization. And then the organization will charge tens of thousands of dollars for access to these texts in what it calls operating Thetan levels. The organization has gone to really considerable lengths to keep these texts a secret, but they are really readily available online um, and have been sort of um, satirized in pop culture many times. So these texts say that the lives preceding the Thetans' arrival on Earth were lived in a variety of extraterrestrial cultures. It's believed that any Scientologist who undergoes the auditing process, so that sort of process of um, counseling or therapy through the Scientology organization, will eventually come across a series of common events. So they all include reference to an extraterrestrial life form called Xenu, whose Scientology texts claim was a ruler of a confederation of planets 70 million years ago, who brought billions of alien beings to Earth and then killed them with thermonuclear weapons. According to Scientology promotional materials, followers are expected to discover the truth through their own observations as their awareness advances. And so they say, quote, The Church of Scientology has no set dogma concerning God that it imposes on its members. As with its tenets, Scientology does not ask individuals to accept anything on faith alone. Rather, as one's spiritual awareness increases through participation in Scientology auditing and training, one, in, one attains his own certainty of every dynamic. Accordingly, only when the seventh dynamic, spiritual, is reached in its entirety, will one discover and come to a full understanding of the eighth dynamic, infinity and one's relationship to the Supreme Being. It's probably just important to note here as well that all that auditing and training costs an awful lot of money. And so oftentimes the only people who get to the, this point <laughs> are very wealthy members of the church. The Church of Scientology also operates a number of front groups and affiliated organizations, including the Citizens Commission on Human Rights, which claims to support the rights of patients and eradicate abuses within the mental health system. But more accurately, what it actually does is campaigns against psychiatric treatment. The Church of Scientology also runs celebrity centers, which technically are open to the general public, but are intended for, quote, artists, politicians, leaders of industry, and sports figures. The New York Times reported that 
Internal church documents show that their celebrity center's primary purpose is to recruit celebrities and use the celebrities' prestige to help expand Scientology. And so despite its seeming popularity, the Church of Scientology has faced quite a number of uh, controversies throughout the years. So we're going to touch on a few of those here. One of the most significant controversies surrounding the Church of Scientology is the treatment of its members. So former members of the church have accused it of brainwashing, psychological abuse, and exploitation. The Church of Scientology has also been accused of using its members for forced labor and requiring them to pay large sums of money for advanced courses and materials. The Church of Scientology has been criticized publicly for its practice of disconnection, in which Scientologists are directed to sever all contact with family members or friends who criticize the faith. This disconnection policy is considered by critics to be further evidence that the church is actually a cult. So by making its members, you know, dependent on the church itself and the social network that is within the organization, critics state that Scientologists are kept from exposure to critical perspectives on the church and are put in a situation that makes it extremely difficult for members to leave the church. The church itself actually acknowledges that members are strongly discouraged from associating with, quote, enemies of Scientology, (laughs) and likens the disconnection policy to the practice of shunning in religions um, such as the Amish. Uh, But definitely, yeah, that makes it um, seem much more cult-like if it really discourages you from having contact with anybody who's not a member of the church. A former Scientologist named Andre Tabayon testified in a 1994 affidavit that money from the not-for-profit organizations run by Scientology and also labor from these organizations had gone to provide special facilities for Scientologist celebrities that were not available to other members of the organization. So in this affidavit, there was a quote that said, apartment cottages were built for the use of John Travolta, Kirstie Alley, Edgar Winter, Priscilla Presley, and other Scientology celebrities who were carefully prevented from finding out the real truth about the Scientology organization. So it really seems that they put this focus on the celebrities, as the celebrities obviously are able to bring more people in and probably, you know, have the expendable income to spend on these um, auditing processes and the the trainings and that sort of thing. And um, yeah, really take advantage of the sort of lower level members of the church who maybe don't have those huge connections elsewhere that can, you know, bring money in and um, promote the church (laughs) externally. Another huge controversy with the Church of Scientology is its relationship with the law. So there's been a lot of criminal cases and also um, civil cases brought against the church for a variety of reasons. The most notable one was in 1978, where a number of Scientologists, including Hubbard's own wife, Mary Sue Hubbard, who at the time was second in command in the organization, were convicted of perpetrating what was at the time the largest incident of domestic espionage in the history of the United States, 
which was called Operation Snow White. As early as 1960, Ron Hubbard had proposed that Scientologists should infiltrate the government departments by taking secretarial, bodyguard, and other jobs. In the early 1970s, the Church of Scientology was increasingly scrutinized by U.S. federal agencies, having been raided by the Food and Drug Administration, been called out by the IRS for owing millions of dollars in taxes, and had had the FBI um, send agents into the organization. Initially, Operation Snow White was um, sort of put in place to remove and correct these erroneous, quote, 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 erroneous Scientology files within the government. However, the plan grew to include um, other plans to plant false information within the government and gain information that would benefit the organization. This involved members of the church infiltrating, wiretapping, and stealing documents from the offices of federal attorneys and the IRS. Eventually, 11 high-ranking members of the church pled guilty and were convicted in federal court of obstructing justice, burglary of government offices, and theft of documents and government property. Church spokespeople on the internet and elsewhere have claimed that the operatives did nothing more than steal photocopier paper, but um, clearly the courts did not um, kind of follow up with that. They, they felt that the crimes were more serious, um, and a variety of those 11 who were convicted served um, sort of four to five year jail sentences as a result. So, you know, <laughs> there's probably some merit to the charges there. And then, as I mentioned earlier, the Church of Scientology has been a pretty long-standing opposer of psychiatry and psychology. According to the Church of Scientology, psychiatry has had a long history of improper and abusive care. And, you know, definitely there's been some, some, some negatives in the, in the industry, but I think it's definitely improved as years have gone by. And it's, it's, it's not perfect, but... Um, you know, it's there and it provides a very vital service. Hubbard himself had a pretty complex and changing relationship with psychiatry. He actually recalled pretty positive experiences with psychiatrists in his youth and even requested psychi psychiatry treatment in his adulthood. In 1948, he claimed to volunteer in a psychiatric clinic. However, by 1951, Hubbard's wife had reportedly consulted with psychiatrists, and so this was a previous wife, not um, Mary Sue, who we spoke about a couple of minutes ago. This was uh, his previous wife, who eventually divorced, um, obviously. <laughs> um, so this previous wife consulted with psychiatrists who had recommended that Hubbard be institutionalized for schizophrenia treatment. From this point, Hubbard was increasingly hostile towards psychiatry and later wrote of psychiatrists as denying human spirituality and peddling fake cures. He taught that psychiatrists were deeply unethical individuals committing, quote, extortion, mayhem, and murder. Vocal celebrity church member uh, Tom Cruise has shared publicly many of these anti-psychiatry sentiments as well to his fans. Particularly, he's spoken out 
multiple times against psychiatric medications, going as far as to state that there is no such thing as a chemical imbalance and that psychiatry is a form of pseudoscience. Obviously, this faced a lot of backlash in the public uh, from the medical community and also people who experienced mental illness and who found life-saving treatment in the form of psychiatric medications. So he's faced a lot of backlash, but stands pretty firmly with that belief, I believe, until this day. The church's belief that, you know, the auditing process, taking vitamins, that sort of thing, being more appropriate cures for mental illness, appear to have led to multiple deaths within the Scientology community. So in 2003, a Scientologist named Jeremy Perkins murdered his mother, Ellie, by stabbing her 77 times. Jeremy had previously been diagnosed with schizophrenia, and his mother, who was an active Buffalo Church of Scientology member, felt that vitamins and Scientology routines were better than psychological counseling and antipsychotic medication. In 2007, a 25-year-old Australian woman named Linda Waliki killed her 52-year-old father, 15-year-old sister, and injured her mother Sue with a knife. She had been previously diagnosed with psychiatric illnesses as well, but her parents denied her continued psychiatric treatment due to their Scientology beliefs. So, some really sad cases there. Um, Very upsetting that um, these individuals did not get the care that they needed and the care that they deserved. And, um, you know, eventually it led to tragedy. And then finally, we are going to talk about um, the controversy kind of surrounding whether or not Scientology is a legitimate religion. Um, So the church itself has a pretty extensive public relations campaign that states that Scientology is a bona fide religion. The organization cites a number of studies and experts who claim and support this position. However, critics often point out that many of those cited studies have been commissioned by the church and by Scientology, and so they're not quite as um, reliable, perhaps, as something external or peer-reviewed, that sort of thing. Many countries, including Belgium, Canada, Finland, France, Greece, Germany, Ireland, Israel, Mexico, Russia, and the United Kingdom, have rejected its applications for tax-exempt charitable status or recognition as a religious organization. It has been judged variously in those countries as a commercial enterprise or as a dangerous cult. Scientology, however, has been legally accepted as a religion in the United States and in Australia and enjoys the constitutional protections often by religious, or offered, sorry, to religious practices in each of those countries. Many witnesses in Hubbard's life have made statements that um, report that Hubbard claimed in their presence that starting a religion would be a really good way to make money. And these statements have led to many people to believe that Hubbard hid his true intentions and was really motivated solely by financial rewards to start this, this church. Especially as you see that he 
really changed his tune. Um, the Dianetics that started the church itself were really there to help help people with mental illnesses, and then he goes on later to, you know, try to disprove opponents um, that would offer different different treatment methods like psychiatry or psychology. So it does really seem like he, instead of wanting to help people, was really looking to push his own um, own interests and his own money-making schemes, I suppose. Um, so yeah, that's it from me today. Um, so let us know what you think. Um, do you think Scientology is a cult? Do you think it is a church? Do you think that they have some good points, whatever the case is? Um, so you can do that down below in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. Um, I will put a little question as well on Spotify if you're watching on there, so you can answer through that. Um, otherwise, you can send us a message on Instagram or an email. We love to chat, so connect with us if you want to or if you can. Um, and yeah, catch us back here on Tuesday. Hopefully, Shrimp will be returned for um, a true crime episode. If not, it'll be me flying solo again. Um, but yeah, hopefully she's got her voice back. Um, and uh, we can all be back together again. Thank you so much for listening or for watching. We really appreciate you. Bye-bye.